And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it, Chewing the Fat, with yours truly, Jeff Fisher, still live from the COVID-19 quarantine bunker, the CQB. I don't see an end to that. I'm hoping that there is actually a Chris Cruz light at the end of the tunnel for that, but I don't necessarily see it yet. Good news coming from Los Angeles County, though. The sheriff has released uh, 4,276 nonviolent inmates from the county jail. Oh, I mean, that's only 25% of the inmates. Now, the reason that he did that was to prevent the spread of COVID-19. He's got 11 inmates infected, but now the thing that he's concerned about is... Uh, there might be a crime wave that may have surged in crime. You think? You and, and for me, you would hope that a county sheriff would say to himself, man, we've got to let some people go. We've got to get them out of here. Otherwise, there's going to be a run on COVID-19 in our jails and we don't want that. I don't want my deputies getting COVID-19. Uh, we're going to be struggling with the whole coronavirus thing here in the jails. Man, we should we should probably let some of these guys go. Well, you know, Sheriff, um, if we let them go, don't you think there'll be a crime wave? Nah, don't worry about it. You know, until after they're gone. <laughs> Now we have that going on in Los Angeles County. We have uh, we have an inmate released over the coronavirus fear, um, but he was just arrested for murder a few hours after he got out of jail. We have a New York City man released. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, he can get out. Go ahead, you're out. Uh, he got out. Of, we have a New York City man released from jail. Oh, just seeing on Terry beat the hell out of an old man. Uh, disabled in broad daylight. <laughs> right. Well, we can't have him coughing like that. Uh, however, at the same time, at the same time we have all of that going on, we have police threatening to arrest North Carolina protesters, and it's probably going to happen in Michigan and Kentucky as well, that are demanding America to reopen. We're going to arrest those protesters. So, I mean, good times. Good, good times. How are you? Thanks for coming along. It's good to see you. I mean that. It's, I mean, if you're not in a good mood today, then I don't know what can put you in a good mood. I just don't. I just don't. Gosh darn it. Now, you remember the old saying, show me a good-looking... Well, for males, it's show me a good-looking woman, and for women, I'm sure it's show me a good-looking man. But the joke Allow is, me uh, to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. You show me a good-looking woman, and Placido is a prime example of this. You show me a good-looking woman, I'll show you a guy that's tired of being with her. <laughs> so nothing could hold that line more, more true than uh, the Thai king that uh, had his harem in lockdown. Remember, he uh, he quarantined himself in a German hotel by taking the uh, entire hotel and uh, had his harem there of 20 women. 
And I mean, that's got to, that's tough. That's tough quarantine work right there. And actually, when you think about it, oof, it kind of is 20 women, but you got a whole hotel. So it's fine. Anyway, he's finally had enough. Uh, King Maha Vajiralongkorn. King Maha, we've got to have this on computer. We have to have this pronounced on computer. King Maha V A J I R A L O N G K O R N. Vajiralongkorn. Like I said, King Maha Vajiralongkorn. 67. He's 67. He's still hairing him up with 20 women. Bless his heart. Uh, he finally had enough of the 20 and is headed back home. And he finally, what got him to go was maybe, I don't know if it was the 20 women or he wanted to get back in time to celebrate Chakra Day. It's a national holiday. And uh, you want to get back home to celebrate uh, Chakra Day. Maybe even my man is going to perform. I mean, that'd be that'd be nice to have the king show up. King Maha Vajar Lunkhorn would be there to introduce the star and performer of National Chakra Day. Vajar Lunkhorn. I mean, he's just going to show up and announce. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. Now that's a way to celebrate Chakra Day, right there. When you have the king coming back from the harem, and he's ready to show up. And uh, show up with the queen. The queen now wasn't even with him in the lockdown, right? He was just there with the harem. And so he's got to go back home to celebrate National Chakra Day and uh, introduce. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Placido Domingo. No, but I just introduced you. I don't know why you have to keep saying, allow me to introduce myself. Vajar <laughs> mean, Times are tough. Times are tough for everybody. You can't even, you, you can't even, he's only there for a month with the 20 in the harem. Times are tough for everybody. Oof. Sorry, King. Just had to get back home to the wife. And now, naked news. 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 Naked news. And no, I'm not naked. Although, you know. Those of you watching live, don't worry about it. I'm not naked. Those of you not watching live, I'm naked right now. So that's why it's naked news. Okay. What's the name so of the segment got, uh, again? I'm sorry? What's the name of the segment? Naked News. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with the sound. With the, you know, I, we might, might have to work on that. Naked News. So we have a report of a woman who's hopping on a cop car after leaving court in Spain, and she did that naked. We have sunbathing nudists ordered to wear masks. Wait, they're on the beach, naked. Oh yeah, it's the sun. Now that's naked news. Out of naked news. Oh, yeah. Got a woman naked hopping on a cop car. She's it's that she's got some bathing nudists on the beach. Told them to wear a mask. Hey, put a mask on. 
and a woman traveling in New Orleans wants to go through TSA. Naked. That happens from time to time anyway. People think they're funny. They keep telling me, they well, I have to go through and take everything off. I'm just going to go to the airport naked. Yeah, they frown upon that. Not me. Have you tried it? I'm, not me. No, I, I have not. I have not tried it. Then how I you know not. it doesn't work? Because every time it gets reported, they, they get arrested. Mm. Now, I think if you just walked up. See, I think what they're doing is they're doing it wrong. If they, do, if they walked up with their clothes. And then get naked? Just in their arm. And they were they were just naked and just walked up oh, naked. Like, oh, oh, you mean like, here's my clothes on my right arm. Right. I'm fully ready to get scanned. Oh, wait, you don't have to scan me because you can see I'm me. already naked. And then put on the clothes. Yeah, when you get on the other side, you get dressed. Or you just keep walking to the plane naked and bear your clothes. I don't know. I'm about to travel, I'm, you know, in a week, so I might try. Are you? I'm about are to you? travel in a week, so I'll let you know if it works. Are you? I don't understand, guys. Like I'm telling you, I will be out of Texas in Florida next week. So keep your distance from me. Okay. You are not. I mean, seriously, keep your social distancing from me. Um, don't not... even, don't even, no, don't lean into the mic. No, I want to. Not even now. Now you're in Texas. You're invading my space. But I haven't left. Seriously, yet. you travel to Florida? Oh yeah. You're going to be quarantined for like 14 days. I know. I know what they said. I know what they told you. That's going to be a lie. Okay. That's going to be a lie. You know, for someone that Valen told me yesterday to go break Joe Exotic, you don't think this is good for you that I go and see if I can that's, get you, That's here in Fort Worth, Texas. And you volunteered for that, by the way. I'll be no, clear about that. Valen but told me to that, go. No, no, my friend, you volunteer. <laughs> but I'm just saying, this is you're talking about another state. Yeah. Different air, different people, different breathing stuff. You don't want none of that, bro. Seriously, don't. I got it all planned out, though. It's going to work. I got it all planned out. Just do you? I do. I do. I do. It's all planned out. And what kind of bubble are you traveling in? <laughs> Thank you. I do. I got it Thank all planned out. I'm going to go. I'm going to double layer. I'm going to have shorts and then sweatpants and then everything will be long sleeve. I got my masks. I got my gloves. Then when I get on the plane i'm not going to touch anything in my face and stuff like that then when i get off the plane before i even get into the rental i take off the outer layer put that in the trunk inside the bags that we're going to bring uh, then once we get to the house disinfect that clothes then we're good oh. <laughs> We're still in naked news. So uh, we also have uh, Chelsea Handler uh, posing nude. Wow. She covered herself up with three books uh, in her bathtub. Uh, By the way, naked. those three books are not working. Uh, I, need more I will books. say it wasn't that bad of a shot. Okay. I'll give you that. I will give you that. It was, it was but, a good shot of her you in know, the bathtub without any clothes on. Everybody in Hollywood that I, want, that I would like to see naked... Chelsea Handler is not even under the top 100. No, but I mean, you're still looking. Well, of course you're looking, but I could have used the not looking. Like, it's not something really? that I. Yeah, it's not something like I needed to 
look. Like I looked, of course. You have to look. You have to. It's 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 a law. That's a law. It's dude. a law. That you have law. to look. Somebody's but, naked, you have to look. Yes. That's that is a law. But I really wasn't like it didn't give me enjoyment. It just made me say, like, okay, she's naked. Please grab two more books and cover yourself more. <laughs> and by the way, hold on. We have to I gotta go back and look and see what the stupid books are, because those was her reading. Uh, let's see. Untamed by London Doyle. Henry Kissinger Diplomacy. Boy, I bet you that, that's good. <laughs> the Henry Kissinger book, Diplomacy. And I can't make out what the other one is. It's having called, to make out. It's called what is the other one? Zoom In. Make it bigger. You have an iPad. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. Just pinch out. Pinch yeah, out. I don't know how to Not do that. pinch in. Pinch out. Yeah, I can't. It doesn't. Oh, my gosh. No, it's not getting any bigger. That's story of my said. life. <laughs> so I've had this story in the pile for a couple of days, and I didn't know how to get to it really because I wasn't quite sure if it was worthy. I'm going to hear from truckers all over America. No one supports truckers more than this program, chewing the fat anywhere in America. But uh, the headline is truckers warn supply chain in jeopardy. And I thought, what? The supply chain in jeopardy? Apparently, America's supply chain could be in jeopardy if the government doesn't act swiftly enough to help protect the country's truckers. Uh, Some of the industry officials and drivers are warning this. So I say, whatever help they need, let's get it to them. But that story, coupled with, I don't know if you listened to uh, the guy that uh, does a show on this network. His name is... uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. Yeah, Glenn Beck. He did a story today and did an interview about the our meat industry and how it's we're going to start having shortages. But he also flipped that with don't panic. We don't need to run on meats. We don't need to do this. But the interview was well, there's going to be a shortage. So Get what you want and get them in the freezers now. And start using meat as a side dish, not a main course. Okay, but you don't want us to go out and start having a run on meat. But there's going to be a shortage. And now we're going to have a supply chain delivery system in jeopardy? Holy cow. That can't happen. That can't happen. But I'll be right back because i got to go to the store. So we'll definitely get into uh, trying to come back from the lockdown. I've got several stories today about coming back from this lockdown, restarting the economy for other countries and for the United States, for states, for the U.S. government, for CDC and FEMA. I've released some plans to kickstart the economy and restart it, get it back going again. But we have social distancing still going to go on. Life as we knew it really is not going to be that way for, I don't know if ever, but for a long time. I mean, they're talking about social distancing for at least another year in plenty of states, maybe the whole country. They're talking about they have 70 coronavirus vaccines in the works right now. Well, I mean, 
again, the world is waiting for America to solve it. We'll get there. We'll get there, no problem. But during all of this, we still are in a lockdown. We're still trying to struggle through with supply chains and people getting sick. And I told you, if you work for a Coca-Cola plant that delivers Coca-Cola Zeros to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area, and you start... (laughs) Don't say anything to anybody. Just go home. I do not want that plant shut down. Uh, no. No, I'm going to stop you there. If you are sick and you are... <laughs> yeah, go home. Go home, but... Yeah, go home. You have to tell people. No, no, you don't. You no, have... I do not want that Coca-Cola Zero plant you shut down. You have no. to tell people because um, you touch something and that something touch something... Next and by I the know. time it gets to you, you're fine. Okay. By don't, the time it gets, don't call me. It gets out of that plant and onto a pallet, and then onto the back of a truck, and then that truck takes it to another place, and it gets offloaded to another place, and then taken off the pallet, put on the shelf, and come to my home. It's fine. Don't call me when you are. <laughs> <laughs> No, I won't. I just don't, go home because I don't want to stop the. I don't want to stop the supply chain. Don't call me because you're. <laughs> I'm like I told you so. I don't think no Coca Cola or no beverage is worth you coming home and. <laughs> Man, that is a tough call. That is a tough call. I'm trying to weigh the Coca Cola Zero or. Coca-Cola Zero or That's a tough call. That's a tough call. I don't know, Chris. I don't know that I can I go, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Let me think about it a little bit longer, okay? I'll try to figure it out. But as we have that going on, we also now and we still have the you know, we're in the influenza season. We still have people getting sick with that. And now we're getting reports. Ebola. Back in the mix. Spreading throughout the DRC. Okay. Fun, fun, fun. I feel like maybe we need to be reminded. Keep away from eyes that bleed. Don't lick vomit off the street and... I know you don't want to die So slowly back away from that infected guy Stay in Ebola free Stay in Ebola free Don't eat that raw meat and see We'll all be Ebola free Keep away from those sweaty sheets Keep away from discharge that secretes And if you want to call me your fear Put down that glass of diarrhea Stay in Ebola free Stay in Ebola free 
Don't touch others' poop and pee And we'll be Ebola free Just wash your hands and you will see We can be Ebola free You know what? I've thought about it. Coca-Cola Zero or... Fine, tell somebody. As long as no one has actually complained or said they were sick, we're still able to drink our ice-cold Coca-Cola Zero products. So let's go to the break room and have one, shall we? I will say that I almost spit up what I just drank. (laughs) Listen to the cough. Don't bring me down. Don't bring me down with the cough, okay? Be sure to subscribe to Chewing the Fat. I don't know what you're doing with your life if you're not subscribing to Chewing the Fat. I mean, look, it's free. It's still free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just go to whatever platform you want to use, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever one warms the little cockles of your heart. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, subscribe. It's just that simple. And then you'll be... You'll be good to go. You'll be alerted when the new shows are uploaded for your enjoyment. Very simple. And as long as you're, you know, busy subscribing, you might as well subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We're putting new fresh content up on that channel. You know, we're going to have some fresh content today, too, because Chris and I are going to talk about uh, being grandfathers. Is it? I know this what I want. How do I want to promote it? It's not really necessarily being grandfathers, but is it grandfather-ish? I guess we had a conversation off the air the other day that I thought, you know, we should probably just bring that to uh, to a conversation for the YouTube channel because I don't think we're the only ones that are having that conversation. Plus, we have our CTF little get-together on Friday, Friday at 6 p.m. Central. It's uh, 6, 6, no, 6, 6 p.m. Central, 6 a.m. Cambodia time. <laughs> for our CTF Ooh. Zoom meeting. So I'm if you're in sorry. Cambodia, it's at six, you know, six a.m. I'm sorry, you guys have to get up early. You have to get sorry. up early, and I think it's worth it, though. Oh, it will be worth it. I think is it will worth be. it. And by the way, it's called CTF Happy Hour, virtual yeah, happy uh, hour. You know, this is the CTF Zoom thing get together. And by the way, spots. Are, so we only have a hundred <laughs> spots because that's how many zoom people who can fit in there um okay if you haven't reserved your slot you might want to hurry up really i'm nice because i'm going to post it today on on uh on social media with the link i'm going to post it on twitter at jeffy jfr i'm going to post it on facebook and instagram jeff fisher radio with the link so that uh for the crowd to know for the ctf virtual happy hour whatever you want to call it fine and uh, we're going to get together Friday night. Just have a little chat. Just enjoy to see how everybody's doing, hanging out. Here's, here are a couple of stories. If you've got a couple of uh, good stories, 
don't I don't want to I don't want to go through eight thousand e- emails. I don't want to go. What you need to do is put it on like a piece of paper and hold it up to your camera at the during the happy hour. So when I ask who's got a good who's got a good little story they want to tell, you hold up your little thing. I don't care if it's a if it's a thumbs up or if it's another finger. Whatever, I hope it's you know, not that whatever. finger that you just gave me because you better not be giving me the middle finger for no reason. If somebody gives gives. Gives you the middle finger. I mean, I may have to choose you. And by the way, this is recorded and will air on Chewing the Fat YouTube. So, um, be warned. Clothing optional. Always clothing optional. I did a story uh, on Pat this morning about a judge that was all mad at the the attorneys showing up for uh, the cases on Zoom in swimsuits and without shirts on and and uh, oh, one, wait, one, he said, one attorney was in bed. What else do you want him to go? You're gonna put the a judge suit. is pissed. The judge, the judge says, get dressed. So all I'm saying is the CTF virtual happy hour or whatever the hell it is we're calling it on Friday night, clothing optional. So even if we have clothing optional in the break room, uh, we don't have clothing optional. Well, I guess maybe it is with the homeless people, but it's not really clothing optional because most of them have extra clothes anyway i've wanted to talk to michael fisher for the last couple of days and uh michael joins us in the break room today he is uh central park south civic association president also a homeless expert which uh you know that's a kind of a cool title Uh, i kind of feel like i want to be a homeless expert as well because we broke the story here on chewing the fat about homeless uh being at the airport we have other stories around the country now where they're concerned about homeless at the airports. We, it's more and more difficult for us to get into airports if we want to fly and travel, but the homeless can end up at the airports on this side of the TSA checkpoints. Uh, just incredible. And Michael Fisher uh, joins us on Chewing the Fat. Hello, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm uh, fantastic. Every, every, uh, I'm, I'm doing as well as well as could be expected uh, during uh, you know the lockdown. Now you are you in uh, you're in New York proper. Yes, I am. How are Manhattan. things in New York aside from the homeless? And I definitely want to talk to you about the homeless. Uh, obviously, that's because we why we had you on. But uh, how was everything else? New York is a ghost town. I mean, um, let's just put it another way. If I was a racetrack driver, I could go down uh, Fifth Avenue 100 miles an hour without any other wow. car. Never seen this before in my life. No kidding. I mean, I worked in Manhattan for a few years, and it I couldn't, can't even imagine it. It's, it's incredible. It, it's pretty scary. It really is. I mean, you don't see many people on the streets. I mean, most of the people you see on the streets – sadly enough, are homeless people. And that leads me into exactly what I was going to talk to you about. How are we handling that at all? I mean, are we are we handling it at all, or are we just letting them go? Well, I mean, unfortunately, I have to tell you that I've just been very, very disappointed by the mayor and the governor on how they've handled the homeless crisis overall. It's been a disaster. Now that we have the coronavirus, I mean, it's even worse a disaster. I mean, they just have not really been handling it. It's terrible. So... Not only in New York, do you feel like we've kind of not handled it well all over the country? We don't handle it well anywhere in the country. I mean, if you look at San Francisco and Los Angeles, for example, I mean, it's a complete mess there. You have tents all over the place. 
Uh, you have people going to the bathroom all over the streets yeah. and uh, needles all over the place. It's it's really just very reckless. And the politicians have completely dropped the ball on it. You know, it's more optics for them. They just feel more comfortable about abandoning them and leaving them on the streets if that's where they want to stay, as opposed to actually trying to get them, trying to create modern rehabilitation facilities that actually helps them uh, and getting them off the streets into these programs that they should be creating uh, because they feel like if they remove them from the streets and they don't want to be removed from the streets, that they're being cruel to them. I honestly think that's just an excuse. I think the politicians are lazy. They don't want to deal with the problem. It's complex. So they just walk away from it. So it's got to be about more than just throwing money at what is the perceived problem. Right, we we just talked we talked not long ago about a, a a guy in Los Angeles that wants to build a you know a, a project area, but it was supposed to be for the homeless. I don't know that that works either. Or you, I know in New York they talked about uh, building new buildings to say, okay, that's just for the homeless. You guys can go there. Well, that doesn't really solve anything. Well, in New York City, what the mayor did in his second term was he created this program, which he calls Turn the Tide program, which is basically he's uh, he's he's rewarding all of the uh, all of these guys that own these buildings uh, in the richest areas of the city uh, by renting them out and trying to create shelters in these buildings. And, you know, these are slumlords that own these buildings. So slumlords who contribute to the to the mayor's campaign and then the mayor turns around rewards them and rents out these buildings are going to cost a billion dollars and really aren't going to address the problems on the streets and most of the people on the streets don't want to go into these shelters and even if you go into these shelters there's no rehabilitation they go in they have a meal uh, then they leave there's there's nothing there to really help these people and he's spending a billion dollars on that and he's spending over three billion dollars a year uh, to do that. I mean, between uh, the East Coast and the West Coast, I mean, what's what I find disappointing is that there's so many less expensive ways to address the problem. I mean, you have, for example, military bases that aren't military bases anymore. They're now, you know, they're empty. So you could use those facilities to house, you know, homeless people in more modern type of environment to rehabilitate them, potentially help them to get jobs and get into affordable housing. You have hotels that aren't in business, you have those buildings, you have hospitals that are out of business, and it's a lot less expensive and they could definitely definitely create programs to help them. And we need to get them off the streets. They shouldn't be on the streets. It's not good for them and it's not good for people that live in those communities. What do you say to uh, the people who make the argument of, we, we've all seen the stories of the, and they're prevalent in the, you know, we've, the homeless stories around America. Uh, where Bill, the homeless guy, got all this help, and he got it. We got him into a home, and then a year and a half later, he's homeless again. He's back on the streets because he just couldn't live in the home. Is that more of we're not giving we're giving them a place and not getting them the uh, the the other mental help that they need with these struggles? There is no mental help. I mean, there's no, when I say rehabilitation, there's no mental help for these people. I mean, they go into these uh, shelters and they don't get any mental help whatsoever and they go back on the streets. Well, most of the people that are mentally right. ill don't go into these shelters. They stay on the streets. They refuse to go in. And the policies by the West Coast governor, East Coast governor, or Midwest, everywhere you go, the policies are if they don't want to go into a shelter, they can stay on the streets. 
And it's very, very dangerous. I mean, you think about it for a second that, you know, you're getting more and more people living on the streets. You see what's happening. You see how it looks with the garbage on the streets, the needles on the streets, defecating on the streets, urinating on the streets. We're welcoming, we're potentially welcoming in our next virus. And that's very, very scary. Boy, no kidding. We're talking to Michael Fisher, a uh, homeless expert uh, in New York, uh, Central Park South Civic Association president. Uh, just as a side note, when I say uh, your title, Michael, as the Central Park South Civic Association president, the uh, is the Central Park North person, uh, are you scared of that person? Do you guys ever fight out, out or anything? Or, <laughs> okay. Well, if you look at our website, we, we, took the south, we took the South off. So it's now called Central Park Civic Association. <laughs> So you won. The South. You, won. you just took it over. We shook hands. The North and the South. Now we're friends. So we're uh, we're all working together. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. That's great. <laughs> when did uh, what happens? Are you aware of the homeless people uh, moving into the airports now? Are you aware well, of that? I, I haven't really been focusing too much on that because I've been focusing more on the fact that they're moving into our subways permanently. Right. You know, I no, mean, the only good. thing you need in the in, in the subways now are showers and cots, and then you know. It's a it's a it's basically well, a sleeping train. Uh, when when I when I worked in uh, when I worked in Manhattan, coming in and out of the city every day. I mean, I lived in Pennsylvania, so you know, I came into Penn Station every day. But there were plenty of people. I, I had my you know my favorite couple of homeless people you know, on the street corners uh, that would get you know they get mad at you because you didn't say anything to them. And you didn't you know you didn't drop a quarter, and they're busy hollering at you until the you know until you reach the corner, and. Right. So all of those have now moved underground, especially now that the travel is so light. I mean, that's the place you got to be in the winter, right? Absolutely. They're underground. They're in the subways. I mean, right now, if you go into the subways, I mean, they're basically all homeless people. What's dangerous about it and what's been very dangerous about it for the last couple of months is is homeless people are twice as likely to catch the virus. And uh, and so and when they're in the subway cars, coughing, sneezing, you know, touching the seats, touching the handles, right. everything, you know, a lot, I would be willing to bet that a lot of people have caught the virus from the homeless in the subway cars and the city doesn't do anything about it. The city needs drop-in centers. They need places for where the homeless people can go. Like you rope off an area in Grand Central Station. You rope off an area in Penn Station, maybe in some of the subway areas. You build a tent. You you give them food. You give them water. You test them to see if they have the virus. You put some cots there, and you help them. But they haven't done that. They failed the homeless. They failed the city. And it's very sad. Okay, so you, but I, you, know, I, I'm, you do that, and then what? Uh, let's, uh, let's say that happens, Michael. Right. That that happens. What you just said actually right. happens. Then what? Well, it should have been happening for the last couple of months. I mean, you want to, What you want to do is you, what we should have been doing was um, checking to see how the homeless were, how, if they're ill, if they have the virus, separating them from the general population. I remember a couple of months ago, you know, a lot of the homeless probably caught the virus. Now they're going into McDonald's. They're going into Starbucks. They're in Grand Central Station where you have a lot of people, Penn Station, and they're spreading the virus. Are those places look, still even open? Well, I mean, yeah. Every, you know what? They're open. Transportation systems are open, which they, they should have shut down the transportation systems, all the subways, which they didn't do. Uh, Grand Central is open. Penn Station's open. I mean, you have mostly homeless now in these facilities. But for the last couple of months, they were pretty much spreading the virus throughout. And, you know, if you look at the numbers, I mean, right now you have – 203,000 people that have the virus in New York. You've got 11,000 people that died. I mean, compare that to California, 25,000 people that have the virus 
790 people that have died. What does it tell you? It tells you that, and I'm not a, listen, I'm not a huge fan of the governor of California, but kudos to him. He's at least he's yeah. partnering with the president, yeah. you know, whereas our politicians, all they do is criticize the president and they waited till the last minute to start partnering with him. And, you know, a lot of people died because of it. I hold them accountable for it. Michael Fisher, uh, ruler now of uh, Central Park Civic Association, uh, <laughs> as he's taken it over from the east, west, and north. Dictator. And, uh, he is the dictator of the Central Park Association. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I know I, I, I want to have you back and uh, talk about some other uh, some other things that we can do to kind of ease the homeless problem and see if there's other things that you know we can really do because it's become we have. Uh, you know what, five or six hundred thousand uh, or more. Uh, you know, those are the head counts that we have that are actually homeless in the in the country. Right? Well, it's a national crisis. It, one it, thing that, there's one thing I want to say, if you don't mind. I want to get the president and all the major states together for a summit with experts and sit down and come up with some solutions. And if we do that, I think we can decrease the number of homeless people on the streets. Uh, I'm all for it. Let's you know, knock it out of the park. You've, look, you took over the, the Civic Association. Take over this. It's all yours, Michael. That's what I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you joining us today. Take care. My pleasure. Take care. So let's take a look at the coronavirus numbers. We have 2,028,107 coronavirus cases worldwide. We have 129,187 deaths worldwide. Here in the U.S., we have 616,458 total cases. And we have, wow. 26,213 deaths as of this recording with coronavirus. The TSA checkpoint. How many people going through TSA yesterday? We told you that it looked like we were on the comeback. On the comeback trail, we're fighting back. It broke 100,000. Yesterday, we had 102,184 people through the TSA checkpoint. That, however, looked like it's an anomaly now because uh, yesterday we had 87,534. Oh, no. wow. wow. I know. I know. Oh. That's the first time it's dipped below 90,000. So yesterday was 100,000. Today. Yeah, the day before. No, well, the day before yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah, are yeah, all, yeah. you know, yeah. these are all previous day days. Behind. So yeah. the day before yesterday was 102,000. So that's a and Monday. And 184. Yeah. On but, Tuesday. Uh, yesterday was 87,000. Wow. And, and again, I'm looking at these numbers on this list. Uh-huh. And, you know, they all, obviously, we told you a year ago, everything was, you know, a little over 2 million or 2.5 million. But it's the first time that the numbers have dipped below 90,000. I'm curious to see. Wow. Com How low will it go? Well, that too. But I'm also curious to see compared to the history of America flying, where does that number fall in American history? Well, from day one, there was one. So that's day one. There was one guy flying. Day one, so he started out with one. 
I am so done with you. So it's more than that. I am so <laughs> done with you. It's more than. I am so done with you, dude. You know what I mean. You exactly know. So I'm thinking here, like, you know, like back in 1958, that's when we had 80,000 people traveling in the airports. But no, you just got to go be a jerk about it and try to be a smart ass about and then, it. And the next time it was the Wright brothers, so you had two. And uh, you're good there. You dumb being still a little bit more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dumb being a joke over there. So let's talk about restarting the economy. Yes, I'm done. I got. I, I, that would be interesting to see the difference in numbers as well. And and since I, I mean I've got nothing. You've got nothing but time on your hands. Oh, I got no during time. the quarantine. I got no time. Break that down. Break those numbers down for me, and let's have that list tomorrow. Um, restarting the economy. What is that going to take? So Israel has their big plan. Uh, they're already, you know, releasing their plan. Phase one is tech and finance, plus slices of trade-oriented industries, and then commerce and retail stores is phase two. Phase three is restaurants and hotels. Phase four is recreational sectors like sports, air travel, and entertainment. Now, according to Israel. Uh, each phase will have a two-week buffer to review whether the next can proceed. All of the public health guidelines we've been subject to, social distancing, face masks, et cetera, is going to be required for reopening industries. So those are not going away. And none of these phases applies to people over 60 and at other at-risk populations. So wow. it looks like you're staying home for a while. If I lived in Israel, but since I don't. If it's happening over there, it's going to happen here. So uh, California has released its kind of beginning kickstart the economy again. The ability to prevent uh, infection in people who are at risk for more severe COVID-19. The ability of the hospital and healthcare system to handle the surges. They want to monitor and protect our communities through testing, tracing, isolating. Okay, I get all that. I mean, that's those are... The ability to determine when to reinstate certain measures. Yeah, well, that's part of the deal, California. you got to get on that. CDC and FEMA have uh, released some of their essential plans for uh, it's their instructions for a phased reopening of institutions. And all the states are going to be coming out with theirs as well, right? Texas is ready to... Abbott will have ours out in Texas here pretty soon. Florida and... Really, uh, the social distancing is still going to happen. You're not going to. They're going to tell you you can't be around other people. So you're talking about opening up here in the U.S. What's that? That's fine with me. Uh, see, now that uh, again, on the surface, that sounds good. You don't want to be around other people, but you don't want to be around other people as your choice, as your choice. Right? But if I don't go know, to, I don't know what you think this is. This is not America, so I don't know what you're talking about, like choice. I, I no longer have a choice. I'm just going to do whatever they tell me to do. So if they tell me I must stay home for 34 days, like I've been staying home for 34 days, I'm going to be a good little sheep and listen and stay home. Sadly, that's what we're doing. So according to the CDC and FEMA, they're talking about uh, 
uh, if we want to reopen communities. And they're talking about starting reopening on May 1st. Wow. Okay. That's 15 days from now. Low mitigation. Where the communities where significant spread has never observed or, you know, they can reopen soon. The moderate mit- mitigation, former hotspots entering controlled recovery, limited mitigation communities, observing increased but contained transmission, significant mitigation, current or emerging hotspots, those, you know, you're not going to open those up. Wow. Uh, but May 1st? So you're talking about the low mitigation communities. Are they going to try to reopen the 1st of May? Okay, I'm going to move to one of those. Do you still think, now after you talk about that, and seeing Donald Trump defund who and all that crap that is happening right now, do you still stand by you 4th of July, July prediction? 4th. Yeah, overall. Overall. So are I, I don't, I mean, are you saying that I'm going to celebrate 4th of July in my house or I'm going to go celebrate 4th of July in the new oh, America? Oh, you are going to be rubbing elbows and sitting on blankets and you're going to be sitting there watching fireworks and people are going to be... you are not gonna worry about it at all you are hey happy fourth of july it's independence day dude have another beer download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts so really you know think about it they're talking about prolonged or intermittent social distancing through 2022. I would say maybe even longer than that. They're talking about the strategy is an 18-month strategy. We have that. I mean, there's just no way. We can't be locked down for 18 months. There's got to be some things open back up. It's very interesting that, that the number is 18. <laughs> before you move on because i feel like you were just about to move on and just blow past that but it's very interesting that the number is 18 months it's a strong number it's a strong number it's a very powerful number it's one of the best numbers can 18. i quote you on that yes and they have to look at the look at the numbers we looked at the but we don't we uh, don't have anything to co- see that's that's the thing that upsets me Everybody's like, look at the numbers, look at the numbers, look at the... We don't have nothing to compare to. All I'm seeing is numbers. And everything's, everything that they predicted was wrong. We don't have, you know, millions of people dead in the United States. Yeah. If you are going to play the yet card, they might as well just shut off the podcast and not talk about it ever again. Because <laughs> I could play the yet card too. All I could think of... When I was on, on Pat today, he showed people showing up at the forum uh, for the for the free food, for the food bank. And I mean, cars were rode up for miles to show and get their food. And I was thinking, wow, all those people are lining up for that food. How terrible it is. And then I thought, well, I wonder if they actually need it or if they're showing up like well we got nothing else to do we're not working and they're giving away free food at the forum we might as well drive up there and get it so you know maybe three quarters of those cars are people just oh i might as well just go drive take a drive up there and get our free food and come back home 
I'll give you that. Okay. I'll give you that. You know, I get free food for the foster kids from the school, and that line is pretty deep. That is pretty deep line. Right. And they just we would talk we've talked a lot about this off the air. Yeah. But I mean they just started looking at people's identification. Identification. Yeah, before it was you pulled up, you given them number, the lunch lady came out and they give you the food. And they give you the food. Now they check your ID and check make sure that the kid is registered in the system, in the school system. Right. And then now I literally just went the reason why I'm late to record the podcast is because they just released all these computers, these Google Chrome computers for all the students in the ISD district that we are. And that line was deep Fisher. Oh, I wish I had known that I was going to show up. We got a couple free computers. That line is deep. They needed an ID for that, or were they just they giving them checked out? my name and they made sure that the kid was. They asked for the kid's name, so I don't know if they went to the back, and okay, you know this. It's, right. So I. They, they so said, I wonder if I. Could, I wonder if I could have showed up and given them your kids' names, and drove off with a couple of computers. Oh, absolutely! I will tell you that right now that you could because it was. I didn't register the kids. I just said it. I was like, I didn't say my name. All I yeah, said, they're in the system, though. Yeah, all I said, and th- that's the thing, though. I don't know if they, because the guy wrote it on a, on a sticky pad. I said, Bill Nye, and he's like, who? Bill Nye. And he goes to the back and came back with a computer and a charger and says, right. the instructions are inside the computer, and then left. Right. So I don't know if later they're going to you know log everything in, but if they are going to log everything in, they don't know who picked it up because... Right. Bill Nye has a computer. We don't have him in the system. How am I supposed to? So I don't know how they're checking things out. Right. Well, they have it chipped. Turn it on. I'll give. It is a Google Chrome and it's a Google computer. Because golly, man, that computer can't be no more Google than the Google sign on the top of the computer. Right. (laughs) You turn that thing on and you don't belong to the school system. Hello? Google, hello, Google police. We need our computer back. No, no Google police here. No, 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 no. Several households throughout the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex today were taken over by Google police. Dude, Google police. I like that. I don't like the idea it's of that. Coming. I don't like the idea of that, <laughs> but I like that. Did you see, we talked about drones did you see the story of actually the Google drones delivering food in certain states in the United States? I mean, it's up. Okay. It's up and running. And they only starting with local restaurants because they need our help. Yeah. 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 We, we talked a little bit about that. But, uh, but I didn't know it was actually like happening. It was executed. Like oh, the, okay. first yeah, one, yeah. the first one the, I, I saw was in Maine. And I'm like, who the hell is ordering food in Maine? Go shoot you meal. Go to the food deserts. That's where you need that drone. <laughs> Golly. Well, they're doing that because there's nobody there, right? That's what they want to practice. Yes. But that's what I was saying is that 80,000 people are going through TSA. Now's the time to practice our drone delivery. Absolutely. And I just said the FDA. No, not the FDA. The FAA cleared Google to fly their drones. It was like a blanket release of like, 
Well, of course they do. Here's the thing, God blah blah, blah and I'm gonna bother the Holy Spirit, Amen. Go Did fly. You see the picture where Google police had a gun to the FAA all their heads? Of course they cleared them. Are you kidding me? And I'm we... sorry. I do not like this. I I know Google. I don't care. I got nothing to hide. We're do really whatever. contemplating uh, if we think it's a good idea to have Google, uh, you know, flying their drones Dead. in the Metroplex. Hey, what happened to my computer? My computer just shut down. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, there's a... What? Something just came up on the screen? There's a Google If ticket. we can't fly our drones, you will never get your computer system back. GDP. Uh, you know, come to think of it, we're really liking the idea of Google delivering uh, with drones throughout the Metroplex. Hello. Oh, the computer's back on. Oh, you good. got mail. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we're there. We are. There. And, you know, and then you have now the Google wing of tracking coronavirus yeah. people and then you have the drone then i have a computer for my foster kid that has google all over it in your home inside my home so now i'm registered yep i am officially registered in google mainframe right now as we speak they're listening to this conversation and if you hear You better keep the tape rolling because I'm going to scream bloody murder. Oh, they're just going to stop it and make sure everything's okay. Oh, okay. That's, okay. They'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Everything. <sighs> don't worry about it. We're just here to make sure everything's okay. Where's our computer? We know it's in the. We know it's in the building. You do not have your son. Is not Bill Nye. Get up against the wall. So you want to talk about sales? Though I was looking at the. You say you know there's no. Uh, there's no charts, but you're talking about uh, percent change from February to March. Ooh. Total sales is only down about 9%. Don't but if you look started. at some of these uh, miscellaneous retailers, which I'm interested to see. Maybe that's just retailers. I don't know why. No, Electronics and appliances, gasoline stations. Well, gasoline stations, they're down 17%. Well, duh. Well, yeah, driving. no one is driving. Sporting goods, hobby, I mean, that's all down 23 25%. Motor vehicle and parts, yeah, nobody's driving. Food services and drinking places are down 26.5%. That's amazing to me that it's only down 26 to 5%. 26.5%. Food services and drinking places are only down 26.5% in a month. That's not down, that's up. That's incredible. Are you looking at the right chart? Because my chart yeah. says food and beverage is up 25.6%, not down. No, food and beverage sales are up. Oh, okay. Oh, places. Okay, places. Okay, sorry. Food services and drinking places are down. See, are you looking at the same chart I'm looking at here? No, I wasn't. It's, it's I, I focus on the, it's a CNBC See, here's chart. the thing. I focus on the positive, not on the negative, because oh. that negative is pretty deep. Oh, and by the way, and no clo clothing and accessories are down 50 cent, 50%. I got to believe it's more than that. Oh, it has to I be more than focusing that. Focusing on the positive. It has, it, has to, it has to be more than that. Also, motor vehicle and parts does down, you know, 25%. No wonder I keep getting emails. Kid, Jeffy, kid you not. Every <laughs> other day, if it's not AutoZone, is 
um, Valvanine, whatever you call that, or Jiffy Lube. Yeah. We're open. We're open. <laughs> I'm literally expecting four. Yeah, this is Jiffy Lube representative. Um, we're open. If you want, I could just drive your vehicle. Just give me the credit card number. I'll drive the vehicle. I'll change your oil. Please come. Please, please, sir. Please, sir. Come. Dude. Jiffy Lube. What, what Jiffy Lube needs to do is partner with Google. I could just show up. At the, Shut up. Hey, we're partnering with Google now, and we would like to fix your car. We can do it right here. We noticed you. that your vehicle is 3,000 miles over the recommended uh, <laughs> oil change. Uh, that affects the environment, and Google told us that we have to change your yeah. oil. By the way, you, you, you don't have a choice. We're changing your oil. I mean, that's like driving. I used to drive by. I used to make the joke about driving by. Uh, car dealerships like well or or repair services like Firestone or whatever, and they automatically deduct money from my account, just to, just for good measure. You drive by and you hear you can hear the bank just taking money out because just in case because the next time he's going to stop by here it's going to be eighteen billion dollars. But that's not happening now, right? Because I'm not driving past the Firestone, no. so I do. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing you say that because I do see the emails coming through promotional emails. Every day from We're open. Firestone. We open. Yeah. We open. Dude, if you were a girlfriend, I'll be dumping you. Like, don't be so thirsty, bro. Well, they have. They can't help it. I know. I know. And I'll, I'm also curious. I, I don't like this list. And I know we're supposed to say positive. But I'm very curious to see that sporting goods, hobby, and musical is down. This is a perfect chance for you to at least pick up a hobby or musical instrument well and, and and you say that but in the beginning and and until it changes it's not essential right so a lot of these places close down oh not essential yeah business. it's closing down yeah oh because it says retail store yeah because they're closed well it looks like you have to go online i just i feel that yeah. for like electronics and appliances that should be up because everybody's buying a new computer Everybody's maxing out their credit cards, buying a new computer. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect example for this show. I had to buy a couple of things that I did not have, and I was just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Boom. I bought me a, a computer adapter. I bought me a couple of mice. And so I got. Yeah, I, need to, I actually need to do that as well. <laughs> so, like, this is a perfect chance for. And then all I, I follow a bunch of reporters, and all they have is new laptops, new tablets, new cameras. <laughs> and I'm like. How is it possible that that business is down? Well, it is only down 15%. So it's not super down. No. But I no, feel it's like not. it should be at least down 10% or equal. Best Buy, Fisher, you're going to love this. You love TVs. I love TVs. Best Buy, send out an email. We're open. We're open. We're open. <laughs> and, and we have to sell the TVs that are just chilling here. And. 50% off if you just buy the TVs. Wow. If you just buy the TVs, they're on display. You know, if the box is open, 50% off. But please, we're open. We're open. We're open. Oh, man. Some I of know. those TVs are worth am, 50% off. I am itching. Do uh, not my, tell my wife that because we'll have a wall, new wall-sized theater TV in the bedroom. Man. And that's the TV I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that TV. But the also yeah. thing, too, is like... Uh, I need to call Best Buy to. Add, I can't go in the store, so how do I know that that's a 
open box TV, or are you just gonna slice it, the TV box open and sell me right. the old TV? So like, I don't care. As long as I get a fifty percent off TV and it's ninety nine inches, and I'm only paying three hundred bucks or five five hundred bucks, I'll take it. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like these numbers and food, not food, uh, building materials and garden equipment up one percent. I'm sorry, no. Everybody right now should be a landscaper. Everybody right now should be landscaping business. Landscaping business should be up. Well, and, 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 and you know, I was thinking, I when I went out yesterday, out into the scary world again. I was I was out in the scary world. Yeah. Yeah, I went twice yesterday. Oh, dude. You're not taking this seriously. You're not taking this seriously. So there's construction crew working. Yeah, I saw them. They're still building a house and stuff. Yeah. How are you doing? Dude, that, um, what's that? I'm not taking this serious. You guys are we're out there working, a, working, building a house and hacking and spitting up on each other. Hey, pass <laughs> me. I need some. I need the two by fours over here. <laughs> What's the uh, what's the highway by the airport that goes up to that stupid um, shopping center and the Bucky's? One seventy five there. Yeah, did you see the? Yeah, one well one seventy and then there's there's three thirty five. Yeah, the, the yeah. main drag yeah. through there. And... Did you see? I don't know if you went if you went that far. You know to the. No, highway. I did not. I did it. I, it's too scary to go okay. that far. Um, I did to pick up the computer for my foster kid and a brand new apartment complex is being built right across from the highway. They haven't stopped. They haven't stopped. I haven't seen that. Last time I went that route was two weeks ago. I passed it today. All the wooden stuff is, all the, the structure is built already. I'm like... I saw, and I saw our girl uh, from the News of Why It Matters, Sarah Gonzalez, posted on her uh, Instagram account that her house, you know, they she's having a house built. Good for her. Must be nice. Uh... But she, still building a house now. I mean, that's a that's a COVID nineteen house, man. I am not do not. I'm telling you, do not. You're gonna. She's gonna open that house up for a big Christmas party, guaranteed. Gonna have the Sarah Gonzalez Christmas party this year, and it's gonna be get together, have fun, and it's gonna be. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. <laughs> was are you okay, Sarah? No, that wasn't me. That was. The, that was the that was the outside wall of the house. By the way, Sarah Gonzalez is not the only one. Hillary is having her house remodeled as we speak. What? And I called her out on it on Instagram. I was like, "What the hell are you doing, woman?" We are not taking this serious. And, Nobody and is now taking I this seriously. I have to worry about. I have to worry about the Sarah Gonzalez COVID nineteen house. I have to worry about the Hillary. Yes, and oh no, to close. This segment into like I know we're supposed to focus in, in good things. She's paying full price. What do you mean? That's not possible. I told. What, what do you mean by full price? I mean, I asked. Her, I was like, so the, are you? I mean, she's paying. She has a deal, and it's a discounted price. So I asked her. I asked her. So it's are a you? Full discounted price. I, I asked her. I was like, so are you getting a discount because you know it's COVID nineteen and people just want to yeah. work? She's like, oh crap, I forgot about that. No, she did. That was a joke. No, I way. hope There's it no is. Way. I Hillary hope it's a good. Now I thought. Well, you know what? Maybe not. I would. I would think that these people are smarter than that. But then they're what they're doing is they're they're 
building things onto their home from other people doing it. And you, you know what's going to happen, man? I mean, it'll be, what's that sound? Is are those bees in there? I'll be tearing it down soon. I'm going to be knocking it down soon. All of this is going to be just demolished. You're going to have to, you know, that's what's going to happen. We're going to have COVID 19 demolitions all over America. Buy that website. Stop right now and buy <laughs> that website. Yes. You're welcome, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs>